It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny, Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Brian Dagas is hanging out with me all all day long, all day strong. It's a Friday, people. Friday. So we got Jay Ham coming up here in a little bit. We're going to talk a little NBA action. We'll talk about my man, Luka Doncic. Got to bring him up. My man's got more triple-doubles. Like I mean, he's like on the pantheon of getting triple-doubles. And he's just turned 25 years old this week. Very young man. Team's playing really good. We're going to talk about LeBron James, his 19.4th quarter, and maybe is there a little bit of juice up in that junt. Got to talk about this Boston team who's so damn good. We'll talk a little Grizz Nass. Talk about Oklahoma City and Shea. Can uh, this team be real in the West, or do they just not, they don't defend as well? Like, blah, blah, blah. If it's NBA between 1130 and 12. We gonna talk about it. Me and Dacus in the first segment are probably gonna talk a little college basketball. We're definitely gonna talk about what we saw last night by the University of Memphis. Tigers straight whipped that ca- whipped that tail. They punched the Pirates in their good eye and said, "Man, how you like me now?" It was an absolute beatdown. Tigers the last three games have looked really. Really damn good, especially like if you look at their last two games. 82-58 was the final as the Tigers dropped East Carolina. David Jones does David Jones things. 18 points, 10 boards, couple three steals. Man, Memphis is absolutely rolling. In a minute, we're going to talk a bit, a bit about Naquan Tomlin, Malcolm Dandridge, this team going forward, and uh, just so much more. But let's just do be very, very happy Tigers right now, who uh, had that horrible four-game losing stretch, have now put three together as they drop Charlotte, FAU, East Carolina. Two games remain. Andy Kennedy and the UAB Blazers. And FAU, the Owls. I'm an owl. Hoo-hoo. And Dusty May's weird self. That's the last game of the year. That'll be on the ninth. And, uh, oh, my goodness, March is here. By the way, it is, it is now the first day of March. The madness is starting to set in. I'm kind of feeling it. I've been putting in that work. been watching basketball games more and more and more and more than you can even imagine. I didn't even watch the ladies. Man, you had LSU women on last night playing a little Georgia action. No, I couldn't take care of it. Couldn't even, couldn't even put my financial self in front because I love gambling on women's basketball. I'm good at reading women. I'm good at reading women's basketball, baby. Been making bank. But I get it ready for uh, filling out my bracket. I got to get ready for March. We got some NFL notes. The underwear Olympics happened yesterday, or started yesterday. It didn't just happen. Like they they started. A lot of stuff from the underwear Olympics that we'll get to. And uh, we got some big defensive ends out of Penn State who can absolutely run like you would not freaking believe. And I mean, like the fastest. 10 yards, the fastest jump ever happened at the combine. And we had a dude who was running. And if you know who Chop Robinson, it's Penn State's defensive end. My man is 6'3", 200, 
And oh God, what did he weigh? I got it right here. He's six three, two hundred and sixty four pounds. He ran an insane forty. He ran a four four nine. He ran a four four forty. He is six three, two sixty four defensive end. But here's what's so impressive: his ten yard split for Chop Robinson was a one point five four. That's the get off. That's the fastest ever for an edge rusher over 250 pounds at the NFL Combine in NFL history. So this dude is just skyrocketing up boards. You come around the edge that fast, there's going to be some quarterbacks who are weak in the knees, and there's some left and right tackles around the country who are saying, damn, that boy be fast. So we got all kinds of goodies to get to. Plus MLB baseball, my man. You know Olivia Dunn's boyfriend, Mr. J, uh, Mr. Bryant Dacus? Mm, I think you're. I think the person you're about to call me is listening right now, though. So you could say it. Shout name. out Jay Morgan. Jay, I need to talk to you. By the way, bro, um, I got a shorty league. Are you six two or taller? Like if no, you're uh, six two or, or shorter, shorter, I'm saying. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. Are you six two or is or is he taller? Because if see. he's taller than six two, because I want him on my team. What if he's six one? Well, that's perfect. Anybody? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's perfect. But anyway. But yes, um, Paul Skeen's pitched yesterday. I was listening to it. Wow. 102 we yesterday he hit. He did. He did. He, so we had. Bro, if you're the Pirates, I don't give a damn. He's a rookie. Bring this man up and get him in. I mean, let's bring this dude up. He he already threw uh, in rookie ball A and double A last year. Yeah. He only threw, what, seven innings? Yeah, they're trying to uh, they're trying to protect his arm, though. He only threw one inning yesterday. Um, Bro, he has got no injury history. He is hitting 102. This is not a kid out of high school. This is a kid who went through the LSU program, played SEC baseball. He is 100%. You watch him right now. TYFYS. By the way, you watch Paul Skeens, and I can tell you right now, this dude is major league ready. It is not just the fact that he tipped 102. It's It's how smooth and fluid he is. He hits his spots, and my goodness, his secondary pitches are freaking filthy. I mean, Spencer Strider had over 250 strikeouts last year. Throw in two pitches, a fastball and a slider. That's it. By the way, Spencer Strider pitched yesterday. Mm-hmm. Quadzilla was in full force. And did you know that he actually now has a third pitch? He's developed a curveball. Good for him. Bro, this dude with three pitches is going to be filthy. Watch out for Spencer Strider. But we're going to talk a little bit of baseball, man. Um, we got all kinds of good stuff going on. But first and foremost, let's start with our Memphis Tigers. And, you know, I love listening to all the shows here at Sports 56 from the mornings with Greg and Eli to Wolo to, of course, the afternoon with Dacus and Bread. But today I was listening to Dacus and I just totally disagreed with him. And mm. shocker, shocker, um, talking about how, you know, the announcers last night, and of course I was watching this with my good buddy Matt. Me and Matt, and I, and I don't usually I haven't brought this much to air. I have a disdain for Malcolm Dandridge. I can't. No, stand you brought him. it up before. Oh, I have brought oh, it. Oh, you have. I can't stand him. His body language sucks. He's selfish. He came in out of shape every damn year. He didn't even want to be here this year. And yes, he's having his best year. And does Jordan Brown suck? Yes, he does. So is he better than Jordan Brown? Yes. But I still feel like this team is better without him because his his head, his he's more of to me a negative than a positive. 
And as much as you can talk about his body and how well he's played this year, I can't forgive him for pushing Kendrick Davis last year against FAU and ruining our season. Hmm. Like, I, I can't do it. And by the way, he would have gone anywhere else, but nobody wanted him, so he came back. Hmm. And then he cheated. He did. Well, supposedly, John. We don't I know. Mean, no, 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 we no, don't no, have no, the no, facts. It's hey, still man, an I investigation. Don't, I, don't, I don't need facts. I need my eyeballs, and I'm just telling you this team with him off the court. And, and people are wondering, and I and I don't think I've said this. People are like, man, Naquan Tomlin, when he came to the team, it seems like everything went south. And you want to know what's south? Malcolm Dandridge and Naquan play the same damn position. I bet he went pouty, pouty, baby, putting things all in his ear, chirping like a little bird. What's he here? Dude, I'm just saying, I don't have It's called reckless speculation, but it ain't all that reckless. He's Malcolm Dandridge. When is he not pouting and whining and chirping and talking and putting negative just things out there in the world, bro? Like, I, I, I'm glad he's not. Man, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. 901-360-8255. Let me know what you think. If I'm being overly harsh, I'm just being honest with how I, I feel. I watch Nacon Tomlin 10 times better than Malco. Now, is Malcolm better than, than Jordan Brown? Absolutely. Could he help this team? Yes, on the court, if he was just, if you're just graded by what you do on the court, yes. But you know, he was on the court last year helping out the team until then on the sideline, he goes off on Kendrick Davis and completely takes the Tigers out of out of where they're at. He also, like he is pouty. He sits on the bench and just, look. he just doesn't look like he's ever interested and he's always concerned about it. It seems like one person, and that's Malcolm. Yes, he has five fouls. Yes, he is 6'10 and like 250 pounds and big. But man, I don't know. I just feel like this team... Is starting to absolutely 100% play for each other. Jaquan Walton, David Jones. Hell, Javon Quinterly can't guard nobody, but damn it, man. When he's got the ball in his hand, he's got good vision. He's starting to make good passes. Like last yesterday, did you not think that they shared the basketball better than they have almost even all – I mean, all season long. thought they played really well, yeah. I mean, I thought they played great. It looked great against FAU. What's something in common? What's the common denominator? They also guess? looked great against Charlotte. I mean, what? They didn't look great. They looked good. No, they looked really good against Charlotte. I mean, they looked good. Yeah, you can say that Charlotte looked like a bunch of bums that day. They huh. couldn't hit a shot to save their damn life. Huh. Wasn't because Malcolm was out there. Right, nothing. right. That's what throws a wrench into your to your argument. They looked great against. Well, FAU they, you know what? Against... When they lost all those games, Malcolm was out there, wasn't he? All right, all right. Hey. So was everybody else though? Hey. I mean... No, 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 man. Dude, I'm just telling you, I believe it's addition by subtraction. You take away somebody who is a pain in your ass in the locker room who just – like you've never played on a team where you had this guy who was really awesome, but all he did was walk around and bitch and complain, and it sure. brings everybody down. You've never – I mean, because I know I've been around those people. Can't stand them. Like this ain't the bad news bears, bro. Malcolm ain't Kelly. Kelly was the best player on the bad news bears, and boy, did he have a bad attitude. They had to rein him in. Man, Malcolm's been here so long, he just ain't ever been reined in. And it's not like Penny's going to do it. And still, and I also can't forgive Malcolm Dandridge for making me want to vomit watching the Tigers one time when he's doing 90 feet with somebody on TV. And he's like, so what's your favorite thing about Penny Hardaway? Favorite thing about Penny Hardaway? You can say anything you want. And what comes out your damn mouth is... He lets us do whatever we want on offense as long as we play defense. You trying to make the coach look dumb? You trying to make the program look dumb? 
or are you just dumb? By the way, here's how bad. Here's how. Here's here's Malcolm's future, and let me just prove that he's a cancer and a pain in the ass. I'm looking in my crystal ball. I miss Chloe. Oh yeah, I can see it right now, man. When he's driving all them kids to school in the school bus, they're gonna hate him because he's in the a hole just like he is now, and he always will be. He just done. I don't know, man. Nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. Let me know what you think. Am I overly harsh? I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass on a Friday. I'm in a great mood. Tigers won. I feel good. I'm lo- I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to UAB. I'm excited about the UAB game. If they get past Andy Kennedy and an exact revenge on the Blazers, boy, will I be fired up for little FAU to close out this season. I mean, if, if everything goes well, they could be literally going into the tournament rolling on a high that we haven't seen in a while. And right now, let's be honest, the last couple games, they're playing some of their best basketball they've played all season. And they really are. And, and I know it drives people crazy with Penny Hardaway teams. But you know what? They always are better in late February and March, aren't they? Damn it, they're finally starting to round out. And, um, I mean, like, dude, like Cooper, Mr. Coop, hanging with Mr. Cooper, Joe out there. And I know you're not a big Joe fan, right? I've never said that. Dude, you've... you've I've never said that. You've never said it on I've air. Never, I've never spoken a word about Joe Cooper. Every time I've mentioned Joe and Cooper, like your face is like this. That. Like, you almost look like you wanted to vomit when I mentioned no. his name just now. No. I was looking at you. No, nah, never said that. I don't know what you're talking about, John. All right. Well, anyway, well, um, I'm just saying, like, Coop, you think he's got, like, a – he's not as talented as some people. But, damn it, you know what? At least he goes out there and tries and hustles. Had a little – hit a little shot. Had a nice little assist. Gave my man a little Got bit of a break. Got an assist for uh, losing the ball, and it bounced it was, off hey, a player hey. and landed in another player's hands. I, 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 it was still awesome. Was it? Yeah, it was. It, it, not really, but I was screaming at him a few times because when he turned the ball over a couple times, I was like, get him out the damn game. Oh, right. And then Ashton was in there, and he looked terrible, and then he hit that 1-3. And like my buddy was like, oh, my God, see, that's why he's in there. I'm like, yeah, he looks like a dude who can't run, play defense, guard anybody, or know what the hell he's doing. Get him off the court. Five minutes was way too much last night. But aside from that, Jaquan Walton. I was about to say, John, for somebody man. who said that they're excited about the Tigers. I'm not I'm still not like happy. You hey, I'm not, I'm not happy with people trying to say that they miss Malcolm because I think we're addition by subtracting. Mm. I am not happy whenever I see Ashton Hardaway because he does not belong on the court right mm. now. He's the least athletic, slowest scaredest person that goes on the court. Can he shoot a three if he's wide open? Damn right. He can shoot a three when he's wide open, but if there's anybody around him, did you see the air ball that he threw up? I did. Did you see the crap defense that he played? Yeah. Don't play him. Jaquan Walton, though, my man is balling out, playing great defense. Javon Quinterly, seeing the court, dropped seven dimes last night. Uh, still, for some reason, JQ, who had those two game winners from downtown and was hitting threes earlier, his three point stroke is a little bit broken. Hopefully, we can get that fixed. But going into the AAC tournament, um, need that. And Nick Jordan, by the way, did you hear he's coming back? He did. That's Dave the West best news of the day. Scoopful Ocean got the scoop last night. That yes, was huge. Yes, he did. And um, thank you very much, Mr. Will Ocean. By the way, I got to say, Dave is probably, I, you know, when the games are over, I always listen to Dave's post game. You know, him to talk to the players. Good and, for you, real friend. Um, no, no, no. It's because he's good. Oh, like I mean, I yes, I, I love Dave as a friend. What I'm just saying is because what they're saying on TV or whatever the hell, I don't care to listen to that. I always want to listen to what Wolo's talking about. Um, 
they they, they just tear it up again. Um, so make sure you give Wolo a listen. But Jordan's coming back, and Jordan looked great last night. Looked great. David Jones is David Jones. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I mean, he's a Euro champ. He's a Euro step champ. I don't know how people do that because I can't Euro step with nobody around me. Like, that looks just difficult. And this dude just makes shots. I mean, gets fouled, gets to the free throw line. He's doing it all. I mean, it's just amazing. And then Naquan Tomlin. It's amazing what he's done the last two games without no Malco out there taking his damn minutes. 20 points, five boards, two blocks, doing his business. By the way, uh, let's see. Hold on. What did he do against FAU? Oh, that was 21 points, eight boards, three steals, two blocks. Get the man the minutes. Naquan Tomlin is doing his thing. I like our starting five. I do not like our bench. But that starting five is nasty. When they play well, they can make some noise. But again, um, 901-360-8255. Am I being too mean to Malco? What what do you think, Dake is? I almost called you David for some reason. Uh, I mean, I just think, John, that you, uh, you know, you're not a big fan of Malcolm Dandridge, and that's okay. Before this year, was he ever any good? And I don't mean, I mean, was he I mean, any that's not, good? That's not, I don't know if that's fair. He's been, what do you mean? He wasn't any good. The been, fact was, he was not any good. Enti- like, pretty much okay, was he career. ever good before this year on the court? The answer is no. Okay. He was handsier than you in a strip club. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if you've ever been to a strip club. Have you ever been to a strip club? I've not. How old are you? I am twenty-three. Man, bro, you know, like it's amazing how people walk different paths. It is, John. It is, and I think about that every single day when I hear you talk. Oh, thank you. I think right. Yeah, very good compliment. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But um, damn, I forgot because now I got my. I was thinking about all the damn strip clubs that I've been to that I like got off the top of my head. Um. But what was I talking about? I don't know, John. I think I think you were moving on to a different game outside of the Tigers and the East Carolina last night. Well, I guess I'm moving on. But anyway, let me know what you think about Malcolm. I've um, never been his biggest fan. And again, like I said, how am I going to ever forgive somebody who shoves little Kendrick Davis? Dude's got nothing but heart. Loves the Tigers. Still loves the Tigers. Like, don't be pushing somebody who's like one of my superheroes. Speaking of superheroes, did you hear what Kanye West said the other day? I did not. I just can't believe it. He called himself a superhero. Hmm. He had a mask on, though. Interesting. Did you listen to his newest album? No, I don't know his albums, man. It was really bad. I ain't listening to no albums. But I will tell you one thing. Last night in basketball, there was some crazy stuff. Did you see the Zags? Did you stay up late enough to watch the San Francisco game? I watched it until it was like a 20-point game. What a first half. Yeah. What a first half. I was really starting to believe in this San Francisco team. Uh, For Gonzaga. That's right. Dude. That Nimhart kid is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came out there and, um, like, just the second half was a bludgeoning. San Francisco didn't like look like they belonged on the court. And this is the Zags' first quad one win? That's what the announcers were saying. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Uh, I th- think, yes, but I think technically no. 
Well, they've lost it. They're only two. Like, I mean, they lost to UConn twice. Those no, were, that was their second quad one win. I, I thought that was their. Didn't they beat one. Kentucky they beat this Kentucky year on the red? That was a quad one. Win. Okay, so, so they only five, had one quad one win going yes, into it. Is and, what they right? Okay, I think the man misspoke during the game. Probably like they gotta have a quad one win for the selection committee. Well, certainly another one helps, um, and then maybe that's what he meant. But I was like, damn, man, I didn't know that they didn't play that, but. They went out there in the second half and destroyed San Francisco, and I don't understand why San Francisco – I know that San Francisco moved this from their gym because they wanted to make more money. Mm-hmm. But didn't that favor the Zags? I mean, great point by you. Me and my brother were talking about that last like, night. Like, I ain't San giving Francisco up my home court. At home, yeah. Yeah, I know, like, hey, man, money's important and stuff, but what about that dub? Mm-hmm. Memphis is playing San Francisco next year at the Chase Center. So, you'll see that next year. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, when the Tigers are on the way to Maui. On the way to Maui? Do you know Maui Wowie was a real popular strain in the late 90s? Interesting. I was talking about the Maui Invitational. I was talking about hippie lettuce. Uh-huh. It's Friday, bro. Sure is. It is a Friday. Washington State um, came back and ripped USC's heart out last night, late game two as well. This Washington State team, who's ranked, uh, I think, 19th right now, mm-hmm. like USC is a terrible basketball team. Like, terrible. They're what five, six games under five hundred. Yeah, like they just got to double digit wins. I feel like in the last week, like they are terrible. Washington State's at home. They're a th- what a six and a half point favorite. USC is winning the whole game. Mm-hmm. I thought USC was going to win that jump for sure, one hundred percent. And then Washington just decided, I guess, to wake up. And the last few, you know, two minutes of the ball game started raining three pointers and playing defense because it looked like a team that was so disinterested in the in the basketball game. It wasn't funny. You give up forty points in the first half to USC, you're terrible. Mm. And I saw a lot of bad defense last night. I, I really did. I mean, watching the Marquette team play and seeing the way that they play defense this week, seeing um, Houston play the way that would they attack the defensive side of the ball. And I'm just like watching some of the basketball last night, and I'm like, damn, this is just some terrible action. Was not great. Well, Friday's slate's not any better. We don't have a whole now lot of speak hoops. Speak for yourself. What are you into? Um, who are you in, into? I mean, Utah State, I'm never going to watch again. We've got the last night of um, the A-Sun before their conference tournament starts. So we've got A-Sun action all night. Northern Alabama, Lipscomb, Austin P, a team that Memphis beat earlier this season. I mean, come on. Eastern Kentucky, who currently leads that, that uh, conference, it's going to be a great night. Well, it's not Saturday. Saturday's, no, got, certainly Saturday's Saturday. got some nasty games, and I'm sorry. Tennessee, Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, I'm looking forward to that bad boy. Mm. I really am. Um, now I also want to see Gonzaga. They play St. Mary's. That's right. Um, that game. That's another big game this week. Uh, Mississippi State, who has got wins over Kentucky and Tennessee this year. Who, By the way, the Mississippi schools have had a terrible week in basketball, both of them. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. They need to win bad. They need to stay on the right side of the bubble. They play Auburn on the road, but Auburn's coming off a tough loss against Tennessee. Like That, that seems like that's going to be a hard, hard-fought win uh, for the Auburn Tigers. I can't wait to look at that bad boy. Marquette plays Creighton. And you know how much I love Shaka Smart. 
You know how much I love the way that they play defense. I like the way Tyler Cole gets up and down. Marquette, best passing team in all of basketball, bro. And they're playing great, and I think that's going to be a great game. Dougie McDermott's kids can shoot. You know that? They can flat out score. So we got a, a great weekend in basketball. We're going to talk more hoops on the other side. Talk a lot of NBA with the historian Jay Ham on Sports 56 98 5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. I got Brian Dacus in the house. What's up, Jay Ham? He's in the hizzy too. I got to give you a shout out for a couple things that you was going off on in the first segment. Oh. First off, shout out to the Kelly Leak reference. Dacus is too young to understand Kelly. Oh, Leak. he didn't even know what I was talking about. You don't you never watched the Bad News Bears? What'd you say? Kelly Leak. Oh, yeah, I've seen Bad News Bears. The original. The OG. Yeah, no, I've seen the real one. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the second one when they played in the Houston Astrodome? Yeah. I don't think so, no. They, we had, Kelly was like 14, but he commandeered a van and took the whole team the whole from California team. to No, I, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> that's the best one. I'm going to have to watch it this weekend now. Bad News Bears and Breaking Trainer. That's the best one of all. Of I'm going to check it out this weekend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. I appreciate Kelly was that. hitting like 800. <laughs> wow. In, in Little League. Dude. Smoking cigarettes, smoking, riding dirt bikes. Like, they wouldn't even put that on TV today. My man was riding a dirt bike, smoking heaters, hitting on MILF. Like, yo, they're dropping off kids. He's the same age. He's like, hey, babe, what's up? Kenny Leak was like my idol as a kid. I, I love that kid, too. Oh, man. Oh, man, I miss the good old days. You but, know what's so funny, though, by the way? This is what Blake Dacus would have his mind blown. I remember when I was probably 10 years old and I would run down the street to the store and get my mom and dad Winston's because that's what they smoked back yeah, then. Yeah, we, we were and allowed like, to do such. And they were like, and then the person behind me, like, oh, I'm like, yeah, my parents need two packs of Winston's. You know? Especially if they knew you. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I mean, we you did come in with your parents. All the time, yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, yeah, today, like, he, like <sighs> I'm old as hell. I try to go in there and I, I'm not going to say this. See, there's a person I know that I sometimes have to buy cigarettes for. That person doesn't like people to know that they smoke, which is hilarious. But when I go in there and buy those cigarettes, I'm got a gray ass beard. They still card you. Not not usually. Not right. hardly ever, to be honest with you, because I'm at that age. But one time there's this little big guy who would look to be like nineteen, twenty years old, and he's like, um, can I see your ID? And I was like, Oh bro, I I literally walked over here. <laughs> and I and From where you live, I can yeah, you know, you know where I live. Right. So I walk across the street, and dude made me walk back to go get my <laughs> damn ID. I was like, Holmes, I could be your father. Like, you don't think I'm? I got to see it. I'm like, damn, bro, this is ridiculous. That's I was like, funny. I was buying cigarettes since I was ten years old. Right, <laughs> right, like probably the kid's first job, and you're harassing him because he needs to right. see your ID because he's uh, trying to follow. I didn't harass him. No, no, I'm not. I wasn't crazy. Whoa, don't ever. We just had an earthquake. <laughs> no, I'm not crazy. Like I'm not the person who's a complete a hole. I looked at him and I said, "Are you?" I was like, "You really need my ID?" I was like, "Man, I will go across the street and get it." 
And I'm thinking to myself, dude, I am old enough to be your dad. And he's like, oh, could you do that? And I'm like, all right. So I, I do it. I begrudgingly did it. It was all right. I need a little extra exercise, I guess. But now we're going to talk a little bit about some Memphis Tigers. And I don't know if you heard in the very first segment, um, I didn't mean to go completely let my feelings be known about Malcolm Dandridge. You're a liar, John. You caught me with that same heat in the parking lot. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. Until you well, got to like the third sentence, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just, okay, I am, and, 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 and again, I just, again, it's not, I mean, he might be a great person. I have a feeling, and truthfully, I don't know if you heard this, like, let's just pretend, like, you know when we would grow up and we rode the bus. You know how you had cool bus drivers, yeah. and then you had bus drivers that you just hated Everybody because they were. Everybody was not like Otto on the Simpsons. Yes, no, they were not. They were complete, <laughs> like, like I had this one that was so damn mean, and I imagine Malcolm Dandridge as being my mean-ass school bus teacher. <laughs> Like, he's that type of dude. He just is always in a bad mood. He's always chirping at negative stuff. Um, he just feels like in, instead of being a solution on the court, he's a cancer in the locker room. I feel like. Damn, that yeah. was deep. I should have. What kind of lettuce did I smoke this morning? I felt hey, pretty deep there. Speaking of, you mentioned Maui Wowie. That was like my, that was pop, that was my pop's favorite strand, too. So yeah. just had to bring that up. Good old dude. But um, I think, like. I don't know how accurate what you're saying is. Oh, I know. That's true. Like, we don't 100% know. If it was accuracy to it, I can make sense of why your rant is why your rant Well, I can tell you he was an a-hole last year in the locker room because everybody said he was. And you saw saw his explosion on the sideline against FAU in the NCAA tournament and him getting into it with Kendrick on the sideline. And I still have never forgiven him for that because at that moment that happened. I wanted to strangle him. I forgot about that until you mentioned it, to be honest. Oh, I can't but, forget about it. I have nightmares about that. But then... Pity throwing the take, water bottle when the game's over. I gotta take myself out of the loop of Memphis basketball, Tiger basketball, for this very reason, because y'all be going off, yo. Yeah, we emotional, bro. We emotional. <laughs> y'all be going You know off. what? Let me tell you something. It's kind of like, you know when you're young, like like the Tigers in this city is like your first love. Like, you just don't know how to deal with it, and you're so emotional. Have you ever seen, like, you know, women, your first little, you got your first little love? Y'all only probably went out for a week, but you were in love with her. I get it, but here's where that stopped for me. 27 years ago, around about this time, with the way that they did Larry Finch. I didn't. I never liked it. Also, but I still root it. I still root for the, for the kids on the court. I still root for, you know, I want to see it happen for the town. The John Calipari era was funny to me because you had so many that were on point and and with whatever it was that we needed to get done to get to where we were trying to get. And you were on board with Cal, but you had so many who really weren't. And it was kind of like when Cal came, I think it highlighted – the unrealistic expectations that the city the has. City has first, yeah. Not just the expectations, but also who they are as a program. The fan base likes to care. I'm, I'm going to say it on Memphis radio because I'm a Memphis cat. It's just what it is. The fan base will carry this mentality almost like they're a blue blood power program. Damn right. But they don't have nothing to stand on. 
Um, if Bill Walton wouldn't have damn torched the Tigers and if John Calipari would have fouled and damn it, not letting him hit the three, I kill oh, man. Well, Mario Chalmers hitting that three. That's why the 08 team is fun to me because it's like all the ingredients were there. 212 to play and you're up nine. Yeah, and Cal blew it. Cal didn't blow a thing. Boy, he did. I'm gonna tell you what I think on this, and I've mentioned this. I want to hear this because I'm gonna tell you right now. I love this. Ten- I love this Kentucky basketball team. I think they are absolutely phenomenal. Let's I just think be real. it came down ultimately where the politics caught up because right as you're getting ready to go into the tournament, and everybody's got to take that that urine sample. And you're a fall guy. A little guy. bit of smoking and a little bit of lettuce. You're a fall BS. guy. End up being the most important person on the squad at that at that particular week. And I told people that's what's going to happen. I said, you're going to find yourself in the spot where you need Andre Allen. True. I agree. Because you're going to want to pull Derek to give Derek, Derek a few lettuce. minutes rest. You don't want to burn Derek out. You mentioned, well, somebody, I, I couldn't remember who we were talking about. What's about Donnell Mack, Willie Kemp, and those guys? They were cool. But Andre Allen was re- the real engine. Mm-hmm. On that, because with that the second unit, he kept everything stable. Andre Turner. He kept all of it stable. So when you don't have Dre there, you're going to have to blow people out. Like you blew out UCLA. The thing with that Kansas team is that they had just as many pros as you did, and they were deeper to a man. And pound for pound, from a coaching standpoint, they had the edge there too. Both coaches are Hall of Fame coaches, so it makes sense. Bill Self was a better developer and XO guy. Like I said, he had a bunch of hitters on his squad, too. And that's all that it was. And then ultimately, when John decided to take his dream job, it kind of re-exposed the city again. You're a stepping stone. He elevated you. You really didn't have an answer as far as head coaching when you wanted to you go. You know what? When after I look in the that, mirror, I want you to say the same thing to me that I say. Damn, that's a ten walking by right there. Every time I walk by the mirror, that's what I say. That's what I need you to say about this Memphis Tiger program. Don't be telling me they a stepping stone. No, that is the reality. And, it, and you know what? Reality is so sometimes but difficult it, to but deal with. But it also, especially in this day and age, though, is really about what coach makes the job too. They can elevate that into becoming something else. It's kind of like what Thad Mata did with, with Xavier. And then Sean Miller took over. They still was at a good standard. They're, Sean Miller's back. They're back at that you know acceptable standard of being a quality program. Granted, he's had his history you know elsewhere in Arizona that wasn't always good. But it's really what it makes of it. And so when it comes down to Tiger basketball, and I hear people say this all the time, especially those who are like the detractors, well, them boys don't really respect Penny. If you're playing basketball in this city, how can you not respect that icon? It's a good point. That don't make sense. It's some people that's rooting for that to fail, but then, okay, when it fails, what's your next move? Well, man, here's the thing. You can't call Scott Drew like you did in 2009 to try to lead a Big 12 to to come to, at the time, Conference USA because you think you have a bigger profile in your Memphis. He's at Baylor. He's seeing Kansas twice a year, minimum. Texas twice a year, minimum. He's in a Power 5 league Mm -hmm. that's drawing the money. You actually want Memphis to be where he's at. So... 
if you let go a penny, what's your next move? Well, I do understand. I don't know what the move is, and I and I appreciate everything that Penny has done. And he's, right. you know, he's a super superhero who's trying to help out the city. He came in there a time when the, got, when everything I, I was falling apart. It's like he is learning on the job again. Yes, he played in the NBA. Yes, he played college basketball. Yes, he was a superstar absolutely. coaching basketball. He was still just a you know a high school learning coach. on the job. Is learning on the job, and and he's done. Some things that a lot of people probably don't even realize. I saw, um, God, was it Frank Murtaugh? Is that who I'm trying to think of? My man, Dacus. Frank Murtaugh. You know who I'm talking about, Dacus? It is Frank Murtaugh. Penny, by the way, did you know? About Frank Murtaugh, the dude off Lethal Weapon. Yeah, 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 <laughs> dude, that is. Thought that was Data Glow. <laughs> I'm trying to think, man, didn't Frank Murtaugh join you and Brett at one point? Or was he with Dave back in the day? Anyway, point is, he he mentioned and put it out there that Penny Hardaway is only the second Memphis coach to post six straight 20 winning seasons. Cal had nine of them. Mm-hmm. Dana Kirk didn't do it. Larry Finch didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Patterson sure as hell didn't do it. And even with Josh. So, yes, I do get what, what you're saying about him, and he's, and it's hard to get rid of your heroes. But I can tell you that every single year there is coaching turnover. Oh, yeah. And it drives me crazy. I'm not talking about just a little bit. Every single year there's no continuity. Um I have seen many, many mistakes. Like this year, his rotations and him just subbing in people in and out 30 seconds into a damn game and, like, there's no method to his madness. I Again, that makes me crazy because I will watch teams like Marquette or I will watch teams that have an actual plan and they're implementing something to, you know, to improve on your team. When you are – in, when you're in the middle of February – and you don't know who your starting five is by February after 20 games in, or you don't know your rotations by then, that's when it does give me a, a pause and say, I love you, Penny. Thank you. It's but damn it, listen coach. to some of – no, no, Penny. I'm saying listen mm-hmm. to some of your assistants that you've had. You it's, had Larry Brown. It's reflective of the coach. But it always is going to come back to what those dudes do on the floor. If they were eight years old, I can understand that standard a little bit more as far as the manipulation and control and this, that, and the other. But right now you're in a culture of basketball where the players really run the roost. Even in college basketball where it's the coach's game more so than anything. Now it's kind of really becoming about the players running the roost. I think he knows that. This is why you have their response, which didn't come off properly the way Malcolm stated it. But he's basically saying he's allowing us you have to have to that trust on the floor offensively as long as we defend. Okay. Well, you have to know as a, a human being, if you are speaking about your coach and you say this on national television at any time in the world, you're making your coach look absolutely stupid. This, by is, why, this is why media training and things you, of that yeah, nature yeah, because is, are vital. What do you like? <laughs> you have, it, the question was so simple. What do you like about Penny Hardaway? Oh, I like how he's. You can say Ask anything that same question in the world. Give, and I'm going to give you that same massive like he gives us the trust on offense to play our game as long as we bust our ass on defense i don't care if you say that comes out better though right I, yeah it comes off 20 times better i don't care if he says i love penny because he loves us i don't care if he throws out anything but this one statement for tiger fans i get you i get you i sure. 
love Penny because he doesn't make us do anything. But, yeah, but this we is why you get comments from fans that say, them boys don't respect Penny. I can get what you're saying. It makes that. me nuts. And you'll hear that comment and you're like, this is what they're talking about. This is kind of like, you know, you don't, cause you don't see the respect in it. But I have a different perception of it, but I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But I, I totally get what you're saying. One other thing, by the way, and I'm just interrupting you to steal this because a texter came in just now and he's a genius. He said, John Hart, he said, he said, uh, you're 100% spot on, Mr. Radio. I love this guy already. <laughs> and he said, let's not forget how he didn't hustle at all against Gonzaga. Thank you, sir, because I'd put that nightmare out of my head. That was a terrible you second a half. Guy? Yep. I mean, and like, dude, this that's when the other Nimhard brother killed us. Yes, that's when his brother killed out. <laughs> and that's when Drew Timmy had the worst first half he's ever had in his yeah. career and then came out and went ham oh, on man. us in the second half. He showed you why he was an All-American. Yeah, because um, I remember I was going, talking all kinds of trash that first half about Timmy. Yeah, he, I was the most annoying, obnoxious person He was in his 12th in season as a junior that year, too. So <laughs> No kidding. No kidding. But um, it's just one of those things, man, where – I think as a city, we have that the pride is what really brings that out. Because we know we got hoopers. We love hoops in this city. It's Hoop City. It's basketball town. It's always, we like we like football. We rock with football. But it's always, we grew up in that era where it was Tiger Hoops. Bro, Elliot Perry was part of life. Right. You know? <laughs> Right. Like it was, you know, EP was everywhere. Right. We didn't we didn't have that NBA I wore my buffer. socks high because wore the of socks high. We was at the Mid-South Coliseum. We doing the whole – the Coliseum, not even the Pyramid. Man, Elliot Perry and the Zipping Pippin. So we get where that pride – we get where that pride comes from. Oh, though, and Adventure you know? River, man. You see what I'm saying? First girl I ever made out with was from Adventure <laughs> River, bro. I'll never forget it, man. We went behind the little tubes. <laughs> Got a little kissy, smoochy smooch on. <laughs> Man, that's some good old days. But we got to quick take a quick time out, and we are coming back with his story. And it's time to talk a little NBA on Sports 5698.5 FM. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I am your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy, happy Friday. Dacus. Me and um, Jay Ham just discussed it. We're going to take you to your first strip club. We are going to get you all up in that business. Wow. What an honor. Yeah. I think you're going to have a good time. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to have a real Maybe. good time, bro. You ain't going in there with blinders. I can tell you that much. Huh. Um, By the way, though, just a little fun thing, just because we were, were talking about Adventure River and riding the Zippin' Pippin' and... Elliot I Perry, the college man, you scared because yeah, it was all wood and clanking. Yeah, and I was afraid I that, that termites was just going to attack. I don't blame you. Man, yeah, I love that zip and pippin. I don't think I rode anything at Liberty Land but the, like the water log. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you know, that, that's about it. And I, I think I shot more jumpers at Liberty Land and everything else. I was trying to win stuffed animals and stuff, man. Man, I feel you on there, dude. But, um, like, reminiscing about the good old days of Memphis, um, remember when Memphis, and speaking of strip clubs, had the greatest strip club in the history of the world, yeah, Platinum Plus. Right up street. And um, I was working on Beale back in the day when I was a young fellow who went to uh, to the club all the time. And uh, there was probably about six dancers who were there on a Thursday night, like, you know, three o'clock in the morning. And I know them all very well. And we're talking and chatting it up. And, you know, I'm right there behind the bar. So, like, when these dudes kind of walk up on them and they're like, hey, ladies, man, why don't you come out and dance with me, man? Come on, yo, go, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I can't, you know, of course I can hear it. So then I just stopped by and I walked. I said, oh, man, bro, this is my fault. I said, these ladies love to dance problem is i didn't put up any of our polls so i don't think you're gonna get them to dance and man you should have seen them they busted out laughing but were also telling me how bad i was it was great <laughs> no polls in the club man these girls can't dance what a culture huh was man, man, bro. <laughs> what see a culture. i grew up in the good times where your mom dropped you off at 10 a.m with two dollars and picked you up at 6 p.m from adventure river I remember when I just like eight o'clock in the morning. Once we got like done watching our cartoons, they don't open the ten. Throw you outside <laughs> and tell you you can't come back home until it's dark. Man, this I is true. I, that, that was one of the days. You know our our, fam- our, come our in parents. Get no water. None of that. Yeah, the, the water hose. That was the way. That's how we drank. That's how we drank. Yeah, don't even, yeah, don't bring or, your kids or, or in there. Or if you had a nothing. corner store in your neighborhood, you and the crew, y'all would walk up there. See, like in our neighborhood, we would play like the best of seven. We hooping. After, like, game three, we're going to take a break. We're going to walk to the store. It's probably going to go six or seven because we even matched. And it's one of those type of deals. But back when you can safely walk in a nice huddle, about eight of y'all, y'all go to mm-hmm. the store. Ain't nobody stealing nothing. Everybody know the people in the store. It's all good. We might make two or three trips to the store that one day. Yep. Just because we outside all day. Somebody got a few dollars. They're going to pretty much treat everybody to a Gatorade. We might split two dudes to a Gatorade or whatever the case, but we made it happen. Still cool with all those dudes today. That's the cool part. Man, that is the cool part. Oh, man, growing up in the city has been pretty fun. Uh, we talked a whole lot of Memphis basketball. They look so much better without Malcolm, in my opinion. But, hey, that's my opinion. We're all entitled to our own opinions. By the way, most of them stink, just like all of us have. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, the Grizzlies are also another team that we need to talk about. Memphis Grizzlies. Favorite tonight. That's what I was going to say. They got two back-to-back games against the Trailblazers. Their favorite tonight. Um, you know, like it. The Blazers are coming off a windless month. They didn't, um, win, a, they didn't win a game in February. And like, wait, they haven't won a single tonight. game. Them and Washington both had windless months, and this is the third time in NBA history that multiple teams have had not windless a single months. win in February. <laughs> right, and you had an extra day this year. <laughs> Damn, bro. I know the Trailblazers are struggling. The Wizards now have have the worst record in the league, even worse than the Pistons by a half game. Didn't Washington play L.A. last night? Yeah, they lost an OT. Jordan Poole got off, though. Sure did. Man, the pool party's terrible. It is. That's why they got rid of him. They got lucky. I can't believe they gave him that big contract. The best thing that ever happened to the uh, Golden State Warriors really was Draymond Green punching him in the face. Ultimately, Forcing them to get rid of him because my (laughs) man is terrible. That might be the truth. It is funny how we all talk about Draymond Green as having all these major issues, and when he got well, suspended, and I then in the you, NBA All Star game, he was there I front and you, center with Charles Barkley. But then I tell you, like two months ago, that therapy was not going to change who he was as a player. You did. 
You did. I'm a believer in therapy, by the way. <laughs> so am I. I'm an advocate for it, but I'm like, that, I, hey, it ain't going to work for that. It helps my mentals anyway. Because you're pretty much asking a dude who's been successful doing what he's doing to change. He, I saw a clip this week where he was talking with, oh, who he was talking with? I think he was talking with Paul George. Or I can't remember who he was talking with, but he was just saying, like, the, his, the way his ways. Like he like he early in his career he wasn't trying to get texts because he didn't want the fines, and RJ was like, "No, get fined. That's who you are. Be it, look at it as an investment as to who you are because this was Draymond on second round money. This is yep, before good point. you know. So ultimately, it's like he just bought into it and he became who he was. But like he said about um, what's part of that he slapped. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Draymond? Nurkic, talk- was it? Yeah, Nurkic. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And Nurkic was talking this. He was like, yeah, this that Rudy. He no, slapped Nurkic. Yeah, he slapped Nurkic, right. He was like, yeah, but what Nurkic don't understand is that quiet dudes don't win. <laughs> so he's basically like, this is me. I'm not going to stop being me. And he came back and he was doing him. Well, just without the extras. Back, by the way, they, look how good the Warriors have been. That's what I'm saying. I mean, let's be <laughs> like real. Like he said on his podcast, when I came back, what I discovered is that we're a really good basketball they've team the when number I'm on one, the floor. Which weird is he's like their defensive player, but they've been the most efficient offense since he's were. Returned he's in the always been a key cog in their offense. He's like their point guard. He's the point forward of that. That makes it. This is why it makes it fun because it's like you still got to watch Clay, and you still got to chase this other fool around who won't stop moving. And that's just how they got by the last decade, pretty much on that. But they also had other hitters at the time. They where you had Sean Livingston in. Now you got Jonathan Kaminga. Now it's different, you know. Yeah. So it's just, but they still got the same formula for the most part. Well, we hear a lot about Draymond and what he says because of his podcast. But speaking of, and his podcast is very popular. Speaking of a podcast, though, you know, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett do theirs. I love theirs. And let me just tell you something. Did you see what Kevin Garnett said this week? Because usually it's Paul Pierce who says some very outlandish They crazy. both do sometimes. They do, but man, KG, and again, this is a former player. What did he say? He's a world champion. Right. After LeBron deed up Kawhi Leonard and shut him down in the fourth quarter okay. and then went for 19 points. And again, the man's about to be 39 years old. He's been this season for 20 years. He's almost got, what, 40,000 points? He's, he's about to be. Is he not about 40,000 points or something? I think he's like nine points away. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, I mean, dude's going to 40,000. And then Kevin Garnett, after this performance, comes out and says, LeBron James is on that new Balco. <laughs> He said, there ain't no way at that age you stopping Kawhi Leonard and scoring 19. He's on, he got to be on the new Balco, That's Lord. what he said, man. He's on that new Balco. <laughs> and if you don't know Balco, what the new Lord. Balco is, Balco is what helped Marion Jones win all of her gold medals and Tiny Tim break the uh, the 100-meter world record. And of course, we know Barry Bonds, right. 260 NFL football players. Shout out to Stan Kroenke. <laughs> I remember the dude's name. Yup. Damn, but, man. It, I, it, it's, it's a way of looking at it on the negative on that, but it's always that, that flip of this dude invests in his body millions of dollars per year. Of course, it's not going to be all straight up and down illegal. I wouldn't think so anyway. You're putting a million dollars into your body. 
You obviously got the edges that he other does people ain't even thinking about. But what's he paying for for a million dollars? Was he in hyperbaric chambers and the, stuff? These are edges that other people are not even thinking about. That's Again, what type so of that, edges So that's got. the new Balco? It, it's got to be. You Victor know I mean? Conti. Because we can't, uh, it's almost like your Randall Malcolm. We can't prove it. It makes sense, but we can't prove it. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you one thing. I, by the way, Kevin Garnett also made me fa- made, said, it, said it in a funny way. He's like, yo, man, I know the dude's got good genes and he's damn good at basketball. <laughs> but 20 seasons? No way he's on that new balcony. Nobody's been – nobody's came that close to being that good. Dude, nobody's ever got to 40,000. And he's like, what, nine points away? Is that what you said? Is, it, is that correct or is that just a guesstimation? It's not. It's correct. It's yeah, nine, damn, points. nine points. It, it, it looked like he good for another five years, right? Does it it don't look like, like he got no good. fall off no time soon. Bro, though. he shut down in the fourth quarter Kawhi Leonard and dropped 19 and brought them from down 21 points to win the damn game. Oh, and then he played overtime last night against a crappy Wizards team. Played with another 30 By piece. the way, him and AD together combined for, what, 71 points last right. Like Le- Anthony Davis, though, who I can't stand, did you see him have 40 yeah, y'all freaking back. points? Y'all done fell back off AD. He, he's mean, healthy and available, got, hey, and he's hey, killing hey. it. That's why. I was going to say, listen, I'm the first to, p- to pounce on Plastic Man. <laughs> but damn, he, yeah, he right now is being killed. I want to keep a running list, John, of like basketball players that you just do not like. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis like, up there. Pluck, yo, listen, I might like Anthony Davis. If we would go get his you damn eyebrows tweezed or whacked. 94 feet of life. Dacus, I do this in my group all day. It's like I start the season. Uh-huh. Let me That's I great. make a general post. That's Who great. y'all don't like? I love it. I love it. And I gauge it how they act about these people throughout the season. You got the ones who I have fun with are the ones who like to be in denial. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You you swear you don't hate LeBron, but all every five posts is a negative right. LeBron post. Right. For, so for John right now, I've got AD and Malco. AD and Malco are up there. They're I mean, up there those really are his high top two, list. I think. AD Malco. I could think of some more. No, there's definitely more. Yeah, I got more. I mean, and LeBron James, I probably don't say I'm not the most positive person in the world because I for the first fifteen years of his damn career I was I was pissed for defending Michael Jordan. Mm. I don't even want to yeah, hear about him. Were funny. We- yeah, you know what? Don't be messing with my childhood, son. Don't funny. take away MJ, don't take away Platinum Plus, don't take away Adventure <laughs> River and give me back my zip and pippin'. You don't like change. It's okay, John. It's all right. <laughs> Sadly, we do have to change up because I got another segment. Got to pay a few bills. Jay Ham, tell what's coming down the pipe. YouTube.com forward slash at 94 feet of life. Sunday. Well, not this. Sun, this, this coming Sunday is the ninth birthday of 94 feet of life. The ninth? Wow. Congratulations. The ninth birthday. We've been rocking since 2015. That's awesome. Talking hoops. Just a good brotherhood of hoops. Damn. That's awesome. Doing all, And we've seen a lot of stuff come out ever since it's Ball U Academy, Ham's Homemade Cookies, all this mm. stuff happened in the era of 94 feet of life. We're going to do the celebration show on Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 our time, YouTube.com forward slash at 94 feet of life. Make sure you check it out and always tune in on Friday. We're back into Shake Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Thank you.